You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 92. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Community. It's kind of a buzzword in Christian circles these days. It's not a new word, of course, but with it comes warm and fuzzy feelings. It's a place where we have common interests and goals with other people, and it may even include a common heritage. And in Christ, we can truly find that common heritage. That means we all belong to him and each other in community. We're leading a common life toward a common goal. And that is the foundation of the song, No Man is an Island by 10th Avenue North. No man. The phrase, no man is an island, actually comes from a poem written by John Donne in the 17th century, but it can also be supported by scripture, even though it's not a quote directly from scripture. And so I want to go ahead and jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 12, where it talks about one body with many parts. It says the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. 
Now, I'm sorry, I went ahead and read the whole thing because then we're going to go and talk about each little part or variety of parts um, on the podcast. So, um, but I really wanted to get that whole uh, clump of scripture read at the one at one time, this one body with many parts. And if we go back to John Dunn's poem, it says, no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. And and this idea is inspired by scripture. It teaches us that each of us are just a part of the main, um, just a part of the body. We are not an island unto ourselves. So again, verse 12 of our focus scripture, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, says the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So let's start out by thinking of the number and variety of, of the body of Christ. There are so many shapes and sizes and colors in in the body of Christ. It adds to the beauty of the body, just like a lot of colors and shapes and sizes in a grand painting might add to the beauty of the painting. It's not just one color. It's not just one shape. There's not a monotony. A beautiful painting has many, many shapes and, and just a lot of variety, just like the body of Christ. Now, we're better for it when the body of Christ is made up of people of various conditions and ages and abilities and backgrounds. Every member differs significantly, but all are equally part of the body. And and just like our focus scripture reminds us, we are no less a part of the body because we are different from another part. And so what this scripture is telling us is that we should not be sad because we're not the same as other believers. If all the members of the body were the same, the beauty and the usefulness of the body would be impaired. In addition, we must not seek to occupy a place we are not fitted for. So consider this. When you were a child, did you ever um, work puzzles? Uh, And did you ever try to shove a puzzle piece into a place it was not designed for? My kids, uh, when they're younger, that's what they tried to do. And even now, every once in a while, it just looks like it should fit there, but it really doesn't. It just doesn't work. And then if you do kind of shove it in, it damages the overall symmetry and beauty of the picture. It makes it nearly impossible for the correct pieces to find their place as well. And that is what we do when we try to occupy a place in the body of Christ that we're not fitted for. So why do we do that? Why do we try to shove ourselves into a place that we're really not fitted for, really a place that's more fitted for a different person? Well, some of you are wired to please others. So if someone tells you that a need is that there's a need in the body, uh, you're going to try to fill it, whether it's a fit for you or not, because you're just really trying to to please and to help. And uh, others might be drawn to the various parts and try to shove themselves into a place that they don't fit because of the, the because the part that they're trying to shove themselves into plays a role that they value. Notice I didn't necessarily say a valuable role. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying we only want high profile roles. Everyone is unique, remember? So this means that um, there's going to be roles that each person deems in their own mind as valuable. And because we value that part that somebody else is playing or value that role, then we have a desire. And of course, a lot of us, well, we, we have a desire to be valued by others. And so we just try to fit ourselves into that part, thinking it will, will make us feel valuable, whether it's really a fit or not. 
Now, I'm square in the throes of being a mom to a middle school student. And this is a natural time when um, my daughter and, and her friends are they're just trying to transition from child to young adult. They're trying to figure out who they really are and who they want to be. And just last week, I had a great conversation with my daughter, one of one of the really good ones. You know, the, that you start out one way and then through calm conversation, it is revealed what, what's really wrong. And I did go ahead and ask her permission to go ahead and share this. But, um, you know, she sees her friends and the talents they have, and she wants to have those talents. Now, the wonderful thing is that she is incredibly talented herself but was feeling less valuable because she feels like she doesn't fit with the gifts and talents she has. And I have a feeling that this might resonate with many of us. Even though we we may be long past those middle school age stages, it plagues the body of Christ enough for God to go ahead and give us instructions. Remember, what did our scripture say in verse 18? Our bodies have many parts, But God has put each part just where he wants it. Because we don't feel like we fit, it leads us to consider that um, the place that we do fit in the body of Christ, that we might be inferior or even unnecessary. And our focus scripture makes two things very clear. The first is, number one, you cannot declare yourself unnecessary to the body. Verse 15 says, if the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. So you cannot declare yourself unnecessary. And then number two, you cannot declare someone else unnecessary to the body. Verse 21 says, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So you cannot declare yourself unnecessary and you cannot declare someone else unnecessary. It's God's call, and he says you're necessary, and he has a place just for you. So stop running and quitting from your place, and stop shoving and discouraging others from theirs. I won't run, I will stay, I'm not leaving you, I know there's Friction here, the struggle makes us new. All right, so we've talked about the number and variety of the members of the body of Christ and even talked about the variety of roles that we play. But I want to explore the intimate connection that we are to have with one another. Let's go back to John Dunn's poem for a moment. We've already talked about the first part. It says, No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. But it goes on to say, If a, cla- if a clod be washed away by the sea... Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. In other words, whether a small clod of land or a large hill, that's what a promontory is, I had to look it up. A large hill, if if a small clod or a large hill falls into the sea, the main, the mainland, the main continent has been reduced. And that's how important Every part is to the whole. He goes on to say, if your neighbor's house or if your own house is destroyed, they are equally as important. 
And I think this really comes into focus if we head over to another section of scripture that talks about the body of Christ. Let's slip on over to Romans chapter 12. Verse 4 says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. The section that we've been exploring in 1 Corinthians says um, it speaks of harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. We all belong to each other. We all have an intimate connection because we are part of the same whole. We're part of the same main. When one part falls, we are all affected. We are not an island unto ourselves. I love the commitment the lyrics of our song makes. I won't run. I will stay. I'm not leaving you. You know, I've always taught my girls that they belong to each other. They're sisters. They belong to each other and that we we take good care of the things that belong to us. And I remember the first time I really, uh, this verse stuck in my mind, uh, this verse about belonging to each other. There was a young man in the Christian student union that I was a part of in college. He absolutely drove me bananas. He just drove me crazy. He was one of those parts of the body that was really hard to love. And I remember cringing, thinking that every member of the body of Christ belonged to me, even him. But it's a good reminder. Our lyrics say, I know there's friction here. The struggle makes us new. So how do we deal with the friction? What is our role? Well, right before these verses in Romans 12 that talks about belonging to one another, we read a warning from Paul that might help us with our part because we can't really help what other people do, but we can help what we do. We can take ownership of, of our part of it all. And it says, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Huh. <laughs> so we are connected We belong. We are not an island. We are a community. And we'll be a more vibrant part when we remember that uh, who we really are and that and that we don't think too highly of ourselves. But if your walk doesn't reflect any part of this, like if you don't, if you are not connected to other believers, if you are not intimately connected, when they fall, you realize that part of you has fallen. I encourage you to soak in these areas of scripture this week. Soak in it, read it, pray and, and just pray for revelation on how you can better connect and stay connected with other believers. So I want to conclude by discussing the common importance of the various members of the body. The common importance, not the equal importance. I know this is hard to hear in this PC world that we live in where, where it places such value on fairness. But God is a God of justice, not fairness. All parts of the body are important, but not necessarily equally so. The scripture we've been exploring uses words like weakest and least important, less honorable, and parts that should not be seen. And it also uses descriptors like necessary and more honorable. And and who can forget what it says right at the beginning? It says we share in the same spirit. So it's important to come to terms with all that we've been discussing today, the number and variety of the members of the body of Christ, the various duties we all have, the intimate connection we must share, and the common importance of each part. 
It's such a beautiful picture of God's intent for us. We truly were not meant to do it alone. So what's next? Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12 for yourself. Stay right there in the areas that talk about the body or venture out into the areas that start to talk about the gifts and the roles and the behaviors. Both letters from Paul talk about these things in these areas. And so I encourage you to sit and um, soak in them this week and read them for yourself. And while you're in God's Word, can you let me know how you're doing? You can email me directly, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or on Facebook. My public page is Michelle L. Nizat. Let's talk about what you're learning. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Renee from Texas, Pam from Alabama, Nick from New York, Richard from New Mexico, Leslie from California, Jane from Florida, Lee from Georgia, Charlene from Virginia, Megan from Washington, Becky from Maryland, Shannon from Texas, Caitlin from Arkansas, Karen from Maryland, Azure from Hawaii, Shambriel from Georgia, TK from California, Griselda from New York, Amy from Ohio, Felicia from Texas, and Glinda from North Carolina. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing. And the benefit to those of you who are not subscribers is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out and place it wherever is convenient for you. You'll also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you'll get instant access to any of the resources that I create for any of my episodes. Sometimes I create extra resources. You'll have instant access to that. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com and subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. That way it comes straight into your phone every week. And while you're there, would you leave me a written review and a star rating? It really encourages me, but more than that, it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use B1 by Natalie Grant to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 92. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.